I mean, let's get in the word. If you have your Bible, turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Thank you, Father. I love that song, Waymaker. Man, such a good song. And, and Ashley, in that part she was singing, you know, wow, it's your nature. And if, you, if you're like, what, what, what does that mean? You know, wow, it's your nature. Well, if you, we heard in Africa last year when we went, and, and it's something we had. And you know, every, you know, a lot of churches do, you know, God is good all the time, all the time. God is good. That's his nature. Wow. So that's where that came from. So if you're like, what does that mean? So that's, anyway, so you come more, you'll hear more about that. So anyway, that's his nature. Amen. That's his nature. You know, and I just, it just came up my heart just now. I, I remember hearing Brother Copeland minister and, and, uh, and someone asked him the question, what is the nature of God? And, and someone asked him and they said, you know, and says, well, his nature is miraculous. And he says, God's nature miraculous. And Brother Copeland said, no, his nature is abundance. Because, because if you have abundance of health, then you don't need a miracle. You see, his nature is abundance. That's his, that's his nature is abundance. He, I mean, he is more than enough all the time. <laughs> There's no lack in him, Right. And so if there's no lack, if you had no lack, then you wouldn't need a financial miracle, right? Yes. So his nature is abundant. Right. Hallelujah. Right. You know, we, you know, in speaking about abundance, we, we understand abundant life. The enemy comes to steal, kill and destroy. But you say, I have come that you might have life and have it in what? Abundance. abundance. He came to bring us abundant life. He didn't, he didn't want to just provide a life where we just barely get by and we constantly have to have miracles. No, he wants us to live in a, in a position, in a place of abundance. A couple of weeks ago, I, I ministered along about overcoming and about victory. Well, I talked about we overcome for about 13 or 14 weeks. But a couple of weeks ago, I was talking about this aspect and, and we saw in First um, John chapter 5, verse 11 and 12, and it talked about the testimony that we had, and it was about a testimony of life. And it said, he who has the son has life, and he that does not have the son has not life. And, and you know, I ministered something different last week, but I, I couldn't get away from this thought about this life. He who has the son has life. And in that message, I talked about, and I dealt with it also last week in 2 Corinthians 4, where, where Paul talked about how I'm troubled on every side, but yet I'm not distressed. I'm cast down, but I'm not forsaken. A couple of chapters later in chapter 7, he said, he goes, when I came to Macedonia, he said, my flesh had no rest. He goes, he goes, I was troubled on every side. There were fightings within, there was um, fightings within and there were, um, there were contentions. There was fightings without and there were fears within. So he was saying, he, even though I'm, 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 I'm doing what I'm called to do, these are the things that I'm experiencing in the natural. And so and in, in chapter four, again, he said, I'm troubled on every side, yet I'm not distressed. See, that, that's, that, is a, that is a position of a man that has, has his heart settled in a position of faith. A person of faith isn't a person of faith because they never have challenges. A person of faith is a person of faith is because they know when they experience challenges, they have a position. 
Faith is a position that you set yourself in. It's a position that you rest in. And, 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 and we understand how did Paul talk? How did Paul have this position? How did Paul have this heart? Because a couple of verses later, and we're going to pull this out. And I dealt with it a little bit last week, but it kept this aspect of life kept coming back to me in verse six. It says for God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Commanded light to shine out of darkness has shined in our hearts, meaning there's something that has radiated in my, there's something that has, that has, my heart's been exposed to something. If you shine a light on something, then you're, 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 that you're, you're, you're exposing something to that heart, that my heart sees something, my, my heart sees something, my, my mind sees something, my will sees something, my emotions see something, something was revealed to my heart. Something has shined in my heart to do what? To give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus. So my heart, my mind, my will, my emotions are seeing something. This light that of the knowledge of the glory of God, something is revealing who God is to me. Something is changing on the inside of me because what my heart is realizing, what my heart is being awakened to. Then it says in verse seven, but we have this treasure in an earthen vessel that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We have this treasure. What's a, what, what's treasure here? This word treasure means a storehouse, a storehouse of things that have special value. So your heart on the inside of you, you have a storehouse of something that's of great value. Paul says this treasure on the inside of you. So this heart, your heart needs to be a place that has a, is a storehouse of a something of great value. And that's how Paul said this treasure. That's the only inside of me. That's why I'm troubled on every side. Yet I'm not distressed. This light. And light shines out of darkness. You know, and you heard me preach on this. I, and I, I dealt with it a little bit last week. But as I kept meditating on this, about this light that shines out of darkness, that's shining in our hearts. In Genesis 1, you know, I said this last week, how when he said light be. And that light eradicated all confusion. It eradicated all all confusion, it eradicated everything that was without form and void and light be. And as I was meditating on that, and then Annette and I had a phone conversation and the Lord was ministering something to her and, and I just saw it. I was, and, and I just saw on the inside of me that, that it wasn't just light be, but, but it was, it was life be. Cause she said something and it just, it just went off and, 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 and some of you may have already had that revelation, but for me it was like, wow, he, he wasn't just saying light be, he was saying life be because the sun and the moon and the stars weren't created till days later. But when he said light be, he was saying life be, he was saying me be, he was, he was saying, let, let my life go into operation. Let who I am eradicate all confusion. Let who I am be, be everything that's going to change this entire darkness and eradicate it. And, and I'm telling you the darkness in your life, the only thing that can eradicate it is the life of God and the life of God can only be found in Jesus. 
life be? When God created Adam and Eve out of the dust of the ground and he stood, he stood Adam up and it said he breathed into him what? The breath of life. He breathed into him the breath of life. And he became a, the original language is, he became another speaking spirit. Meaning he became a speaking spirit like God. And this life on the inside of him, this life, go to Genesis chapter two, Holy Spirit, help me this morning. We thank you for life. You know, we've in this word life this morning, I want you to see it. Different than than that hyphen between the date you were born and the date that you'll pass. Those are those are those are years. That's not life. Who who's the real you? Who, the, I'm talking about the you that's on the inside of you. The your the, your spirit on the inside of you that's going to live forever. Now I'm not belittling that life and, and, and we're that, that, that hyphen in between is, 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 is really comes down to your earthly purpose, but it's still not life. What's what, what the life is so much more than just, just a time frame. I, I want you to see that this morning and, and just, just depositing some things, some things into your heart. And I believe it's, it's going to awakening Things, it's going to be an, bring an awakening to the reality of, of, that's going to really produce a revival in us. An awakening to us. And, 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 and so, so the thing is, is a lot of times you don't know, what do you need an awakening to? What are you needing a revival for? And so, what, what is, it's a revival of what? So, so let's look at life. Verse 7 says, And God formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into him his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Verse 8, And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. And out of the ground made the Lord to grow every tree, every tree that is pleasant to sight and good for food, the tree of life also in the midst of the garden, and the tree of the knowledge of the good of evil. Hallelujah. And we, we, know, we know the story, right? You know, he told them, you know, now there's one tree I don't want you to eat of, right? And if you eat of that life, then you're surely going to die. You're going to die. But we know the story. They ate and they didn't, they didn't die physically. They died spiritually. You know, you sin... May not destroy you in the moment you sin, but something was destroyed around you. The wages of sin are death. So when sin happens, something's dying. A relationship, a marriage, uh, something, something's, something's being destroyed. So, so what happened when they sinned, you know, death came. They, 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 they all of a sudden lost the life of God on the inside of them. They were clothed in glory and honor. And they, they, and they looked like God. They acted like God. They talked like God. Everything from the outside, they looked like God. They were clothed with God. But, but the moment that they fell, they lost what made them be like God. 
They were spiritually destroyed. But he tells them, don't eat. They have all these trees. They're pleasant for food, pleasant, pleasant, pleasant to, to look at. And there's this tree of life and there's this tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But just don't eat out of this one. You see, I wonder why they just didn't hang out at this one. See, they, they were never told they couldn't eat out of the tree of life. You, you see, see, too often, and even after we get born again, we hang out at the wrong tree. We, we consume ourselves with things that are still of the wrong tree. We, we, we watch, we listen to, we look at, we consume with, meditate on things that are of the wrong tree. See, that, that, that tree was guarded so man, man, man couldn't go to it again. But yet there's still some aspect that still man is trying to find their source in the wrong thing. And so really what, what happened is they lost life because they hung out at the wrong tree. And the thing is, is, is we have to, as believers, we need to understand is there's still a tree that we need to be consumed with. There's a tree that we need to be totally in love with. There needs to be a tree that we need to, that we need to totally pursue after and a tree that we need to totally be consumed by. And even though that, that tree has been guarded, there's, there's all sort of counterfeit to things to life. You see, where do you find your strength? Where do you find your happiness? Where do you find your joy? It's going to be found at whatever source you're hanging out with. See, they lost the life, they lost the life of God because of the tree that they chose to hang out with. I want to make a statement to you and ask a question. Is it possible to live supernatural in a natural world? I agree. Hallelujah. Their downfall had everything to do with the tree that they were hanging out with. Go to John chapter 1. John chapter 1. Thank you, Father. I believe as the word is going forth this morning, there's something happening on the inside of your heart. Thank you, Father. And light shined out of darkness and shined in our hearts. I believe there's some things being shined in hearts, hearts, not the, not the heart that, that pumps blood through your body, the, your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions, your understanding. Hallelujah. John chapter one, verse one, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God and all things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made. Verse four in him. Was life and the life was the light of men. So in him was this life in that life was the light of men. I, I want you to see that there's, I can show you scriptures and we're going to see some, see some more, but, but it's all through the scripture. There's a connection between light and life, light and life, light and life and light shined in the darkness. Life shined in the darkness. In him was life and that life was the light of men. And the light shineth in the darkness and the darkness comprehended it not. Meaning light and darkness don't hang out. Meaning if you, if you, if, if you need change in your life, darkness is never going to bring what you need. 
See, light, darkness couldn't comprehend light. Meaning, meaning, what does that mean? Meaning, meaning wherever there is light, darkness can't exist. So wherever there is life, death can't exist. That's why there's no death in heaven. Because there's no darkness there. There's only life there. There's only light there. Hallelujah. There, there's, no, there's no sun like we have that illuminates our earth in heaven. We may get this later, but Revelations 21, verse 23, I believe it says that there's a light that lights heaven and it's Jesus. <laughs> It's the presence of God that comes out of the throne room that lights all of heaven. And it is the life that makes heaven heaven. And, and, and we got some good news to look forward to is because he's going, there's going to create a, a new heaven and a, and a new earth. And there's going to, and that's going to, heaven's going to come to the earth. So there'll be a time in, in season. There'll be a time where, where there will be no death in the earth. It will be totally light. Why? Because it will be totally life. Life is light and light is life. Verse 12, but as many as received him, him who? The one that says in him is life. But as many as received him, to them gave he the power to become sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. A son of God, you know, if you're a son, like Bren is the son of Justin. And so he has some attributes. He has some likenesses that look like me. So it's not just a son to say I'm a son of God, but it's also means the nature of. So in him was so. So but as many as received him life to them, gave he the power to become sons of God, meaning they have that same ability to have life in them, even to them that believe on his name. Do you believe on his name? That lets me know that you have life in you. Life in you. And I'm not talking about just the beating of your heart and blood going throughout your body. I'm talking about the God kind of life. I'm talking about the life that makes God, God. Verse 13, which were born, not of the will of the flesh was born, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor the will of the man. Meaning you didn't receive this life because you were born into the right family because you were a Rothschild or you were a Gates. No, you, you, it wasn't because of the, the, nor the will of blood, nor of the will of the flesh. I mean, you, there's nothing you could do in your flesh to earn it. And there's nothing that you could do to desire it enough in the natural to obtain this. But it was what? The will of God. Meaning God's purpose, God's desire is that you would be acquainted with this kind of life. Verse 14 And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness of him, Jesus, and cried, saying, this was he of whom I spoke. He that comes after me is performed before me, for he was before me. Now, verse 16, and of his fullness have all we received. Say all we we. say that's me. So out of his fullness, out of his complete life, out of everything that he had, we have all received. We've all received. We've all received fullness, abundance. 
all that he is. Out of his fullness have we all received grace for grace. Now, grace can be a buzzword that we can throw around and people have different understandings and definitions, whether it's the favor of God, it's the ability of God, it's God to help you do what you can't do in your own ability. But I want to pull up what this actual phrase, grace for grace, actually means in the original, in the original Greek. Can you put that slide up? In John 1, 16, it means the gift of grace is seen in the reception of life. You see, grace here, and we've all received out of his fullness, grace for grace. Out of his fullness, what we have received his life. You know, the greatest definition of grace is his life invading your life. That's why Paul could say, when I am weak, he's strong. Why? Because, because I, it's not in my strength, it's in his life. Paul said, I am what I am by the grace of God. I am what I am by the life of God. You see, it's the reception of life. It's receiving his life. You want to walk in, 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 in all the grace that's available, then you have to understand it's walking in the life I was meant to walk in. Grace wasn't, wasn't an aspect to pour in my life so I could stay in darkness. And enjoy my darkness and live in my darkness. Grace is not a band-aid for my sin. Grace is an eradication of darkness so I can walk in the fullness of life. That's why grace is so powerful because it's his life. It's his life. It's his life working in me. Thank you, Father. Go to, uh, I believe it's John chapter 5. I want to go to next. Thank you, Father. John chapter 5, verse 39. It says, you search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life. And they are they which testify of me. You know, you're not going to be more holy because you, you, have, you have a lot of memory verses down. Now, that, that, that will, that, that, that can, that's some good. I mean, it's the word in our heart that we hide, that we, sin, we don't sin, right? It's the word. The word changes us. But, but a lot of times you can memorize a lot of scriptures up here but have nothing in here. You can have a lot of knowledge up here but have nothing in here. You, you, you may think you know what God is up here but have no revelation here. So you can, you can, you can speak a lot of good things in church, but because it's up here, but when you get home, what do you do when you're troubled on every side? It has to be what's in here. So he goes, you search the scriptures because in them you think you have life, but they testify of me. And it says, verse four, he says, and you will, and you will not come to me that you might have life. See, we come to the word not to be religious. We come to church not to be religious. We fast not to just be religious. We pray not just to be religious, but we pray because of life. We come to him that we might know, get to know, experience fully what his life is and how to walk in his life. 
I want, I want to know, I'm hungry to know the lengths, the depths, and the heights of this life. Because I think if we know the lengths and the depths and the heights of this life, I believe we'll also be greater acquainted of who he is and we'll know his love. You can't separate life from love and you can't separate love from life and light from love and life and light because it's all him. So when I get to know his life, then I'll get to, I'm getting to know love. Hallelujah. Uh, and you will not come to me that you would have life. Let's go to John chapter 8. John chapter 8. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. John chapter 8, verse 12. Then spoke Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of what? You will have the light of life. I am the light of the world. He that follows me, follows me, follows, follows. He that comes to me, you, you, but you didn't come to me that you might have life. I'm the light of the world. He that follows me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. 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 I believe life is the anointing. And I believe the anointing is life. Jesus went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil because what? God was with him. Because life was with him. Thank you, Father. Let's go to John chapter 20. John chapter 20. Thank you, Father, for your life in this place this morning. Thank you for your life. Hallelujah. John chapter 20. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. John chapter 20, verse 30. And many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book. Hallelujah. But these are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the son of God, and that believing you might have life through his name. See, life isn't that, it's not that hyphen. But you see, the moment that you were born again was, see, you're not going to die. <laughs> see, dying in a, my natural body and dying is just transition. Right? And so we're going to live forever. But, but what, I, what I'm hungry for is I want to tap in to that life now. I want to know that life now. I, I don't want to live with a mentality. Well, one day, one day when we get to heaven, that's not eternal life. I, I want to tap into that life now. Jesus walked in that life while he walked the earth. And, he, and, and get this. And Jesus said this. He said, he goes, as my father sent me, so I send you. 
You see, you, you're, I want you to put your hand right here. You say, there's life in me. Say, there's life in me. The presence of God is in me. I am heavenly minded. Because I have life in me. I'm miracle minded. Because I have life in me. I am a move of God. Because I have life in me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Go to Romans chapter 6. Thank you, Father. Romans chapter 6. Verse 4. I'm going to read the King James first, and then I'm going to read the Amplified. Hmm. Thank you, Father. Hmm. Actually, let's start in verse 1. It says, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Verse 2. God forbid. How should we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? We're going to read like this. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that life may abound? God forbid. How can, how shall we that are dead to sin live any longer? Why? Because you have life in you. So why are you continue to walk in death? Why, why do you keep going back? Because you have life in you. What tree are you hanging out with? Should you continue hanging out at the old tree if everything you need is at the new tree? Verse 4, verse, actually verse 3. Know ye not that so many of us were baptized into Christ Jesus, were baptized into his death? Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so also we we, we should walk in the newness of life. Meaning just as when Jesus was baptized into death and was raised to life in the same way, we should walk, walk, walk in that newness of life. That's what, that's so, so significant about baptism. Most of you don't realize why they were baptized. Why your water baptized was a, was a public representation of a inward change. So when you come, came up that water, it was a representation that just as Jesus was raised from the dead by the life of God, the glory of God, so we too should walk in that newness of life. You, see, you, hey, you, look, I'm not, I don't want to condemn, I'm not condemning you for any sort of sin. I just want you to, I just want to encourage you. Let's just get on this side. Just get, just walk in the newness of life. Just walk in the newness of life. I bind the enemy from continuing to condemn you for your past choices and past mistakes. You have life in you. You have life in you. All I'm saying is just hang out with the right tree. Some of you need to change a forest. <laughs> Some of you, you, you've been over there in the wicked witch of the, you've been over there in that forest. And those flying monkeys over there. You need to get over here, right? You need to get over here where God is, where the life of God is. <laughs> Follow the yellow brick road. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
Follow Jesus. You follow me. Let him be your yellow brick road. I don't know. I don't know how I got up on that. (laughs) No flying monkeys, right? (laughs) But I'm telling you, the life of God. See, the life of God is in this place. The the presence of God is in this place. That's that's what I want. You know, yes, I want you to know what's preached. And I want you to understand what's preached here. And whether it's Dr. Savell, myself, or someone else. But I want you to know when you get here, the life of God is in this place. And you can you can tell your friends, your neighbors, your loved ones, the ones you work with, man, to come to come to Herod's because the life of God is there. The life of God is there. The life of God is there. Hallelujah. I just want to entertain you with all that. Paul said, I didn't come to you with excellency of speech, but I came to you with a demonstration and power of the Holy Ghost. Yes. You know, my demonstrated what the life of God. Yes. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. So we too might live and behave in the newness of life. Hallelujah. Go to Revelations. Um, there's several things I can go here, but let's. I think I just have two more scriptures, I think. Help me, Lord. Thank you, Father. Revelations 22. Oh, man, Lord. Just if you look, if you have a King James Bible like mine that's anatoted, yeah, I don't know if I said that right, anatoted, whatever. (laughs) But the top of mine says... Mine says annotated. Is that right? Okay. Thank, thank you. <laughs> I, yeah, I didn't have a college degree. It's okay. <laughs> Mine says the water and tree of life. And so I want you to take this. This is one of your assignments. We read, read all of Revelations 22. Read all of Revelations 22. But I, I just for the sake of time. Let's look at verse 16. You read verse 14, he talks about the tree of life. You read in the beginning part, it talks about the water of life. So all through this, it deals with the water of life and the tree of life. Verse 17, 16 says, And I, Jesus, have sent my messenger to you to witness and to give you assurance of these things for the churches. So this is for the churches. See, we are still in the church age. The church age hasn't passed away. The church age will go until Jesus comes back to get the church. So who is he writing to? He's writing to say he's writing to you and me. He goes assemblies. I am the root, the source and the offspring of David, the radiant and the brilliant morning star, the Holy Spirit and the bride say come. Let him who is listening say, come and let everyone come who is thirsty. And the Amplified says, now get this, who is painfully conscious of his need of those things by which the soul is refreshed, supported and strengthened. Let me read that again. Everyone come who is thirsty who is painfully conscious of his need of those things by which the soul is refreshed, supported, and strengthened. See, you don't need this in your spirit. Your spirit saved. 
See, it's your soul that needs to hungry these th- hunger these things. It's your soul that needs to desire revival. Hallelujah. By which the soul is refreshed. And whoever earnestly desires to do it, let him come, take, appropriate, and drink the water of life without cost. You see, he's the root of Jesse. What do you do with a root? You water it. You water it. Why? Because it's eventually going to become something. And it's becoming what? The tree of life. The tree of life. The tree of life. Let's go to uh, John chapter 6 and I'll close with this. Thank you for your life. There's life in you. There's life in you. Thank you, Father. There's life in you. Thank you. There is life in you. The life of God is in me. Thank you, Father. Mm. While you're turning there, just think of Romans chapter 8, 11, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. You know, Romans 6, it said, as the glory of the Father raised him that we should walk in this newness of life. Well, Romans 8, 11 says, in the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. Quicken, quicken our heavenly body. Quicken our mortal body. See, folks, this is, this is not about one day in the by and by. This is now. But we get some control, controlled by the wrong tree. <laughs> that we, we, we're not receiving our strength from this tree. Thank you, Father. I wish I had another hour. Um, thank you, Father. <laughs> Next service, right? John chapter, six, John chapter 6, verse 26. Jesus answered them and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, you seek me not because you saw the miracles. Many, you're not seeking me because you saw life. But because you did eat of the loaves that were filled. Meaning, you're not seeking me because of the life of the miracles. You're seeking me because of natural things. Meaning you're just seeking natural things, but realize if you just seek me, you'll get the natural things. And why do I say that? Because the next verse lets me know what is, why he's really saying this. And he says, labor not or toil not. Don't strive for the meat which perishes. I mean, don't spend all your time Pursuing something that has a lifespan. I love sports just like the next person. But I can never let it take my, the, the place of, of something that's eternal. I love my wife, but she will never take the place of my place with him. I love my family, but they'll never take the place of him. There's, there's movies I like. There's things I like. There's certain things I, I like to watch. There's things I like to do. But it can never take away from the thing that perishes. Don't. So labor not. Spend not all your time pursuing the thing that has a lifespan. But for that meat. For that provision. For the substance. Which endures. Unto everlasting life. 
which the Son of Man shall give unto you. The Son of Man, the tree of life, will give unto you. I've been guilty just like all of us. You get so busy. Busy. You know, I told Annette last night, I had, I think I was, I think in the last seven days, I was in, I was in, I think, 18 different services. I think preached six of them, or seven of them. And so I laid down last night and I was like, I feel, I, I feel, not do I feel, I feel depleted. I said, because I've been pouring out and pouring out. And I think one of the things I was doing, I wasn't supposed to do. I did it because I gave my word. But in the natural, I didn't pray about it first. And, and, and so the thing is, is, is I was depleted because, because even though God did amazing things, you know, in what I was doing and he, and, and there was other things that happened and the great things that took place. But, 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 it, but because I know there was a part of me was new. I wasn't in the right place. I was, I was, I felt depleted. And he goes, Justin, you got to get back to the tree. You got to spend more time in the tree. You've been busy and you haven't spent enough time with me. God did amazing things. So I don't make light of that and, and all that. But, but I, I, I'm just being transparent. I, I, I mean, if I'm busy, I know you're busy. I, I know you have things going on and it can be so easy just to sit back and, and just be like, and forget about where you need to be. And you can labor so much for the thing that perishes. Instead of that, that endures. Because it says, it says that the Son of Man will give it unto you. For him hath God the Father sealed. Now, there's two reasons that on this seal. One, it's a seal of, I sent this message and I seal it with my authority. And also, that sealing represents... Power and it represents empowerment, meaning the one that's giving this message has been empowered to release this message. And so Jesus said and said that if we labor for that, don't labor for that, that that perishes, but labor for the meat that endures forever because the son of man will give it to you. And so that's the message that that Jesus is carrying. He's carrying this message. I'm the son of man, and I came to give you life. Right. Take, take, take of this life. Take, take of this. It's the son of man. This is his message. Take of his life. He, the, the son of man is walking around. He's saying, saying take, of, take of my life. Take of my life. Take of my life. So, so making Jesus the Lord of your life wasn't some religious experience that you did that I'm going to heaven one day. No, it was totally to eradicate death in your life. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. See, before you, before you go to work tomorrow, before you go to school this week or whatever it is, just take a moment to spend at the tree of life. Take a moment there because it's there that you're going to receive the thing, what you need for that day. And it's some, what he gives you and what you receive is going to cause you to, to endure. 
And when you face some obstacles during the day and you face setbacks during the day, and I'm telling you, you can just be like, Paul, I'm troubled on every side, yet I'm not distressed. Why? Because I spent time at the tree of life in this excellency of the power of God may be of him and not of me. And that treasure, that life is in me. Stand to your feet and say, that life's in me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for your word. Thank you for the word. Thank you for your word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You're faithful. You are faithful. You are faithful. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Father. You're faithful. Thank you for your life. You're so faithful. The life of God is in this place. The life of God is in this place. Thank you, Father. Mm. 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 Thank you for your life, Father. Thank you for your life. Mm. His life is in this place. Make a decision today. Make a decision today. Even last night as I went to bed and talked to Ned, I had to repent. Repenting is not necessarily just the being sorrowful for it's just sometimes it's just making that decision and saying, Yeah, I, I need to change that. I need to change that. I need to change that. Make that quality decision on the things that you need to change and the adjustments that you need to make. God is going to pour out his anointing and his power on this place in extraordinary ways. There will be a move of God that happens out of this church that will change this entire community. But it starts with a a house of believers that say, I choose to hang out at the tree of life, the tree of life, the tree of life. Because it's not about just a move of God happening in here. Or just say, hey, didn't we see God move? Aren't we seeing lives changed? It's it's not just to say that. But it's to release that life into our community, into our workplaces, into our schools. Because really it's only, it's only Jesus. It's only by the spirit that our world is going to change. No matter how many debates, things that you have, arguments that you have, whatever, all those things are never going to bring about a change. It's, it's only going to be God's presence. I remember, um, remember when I first came to Texas and, and they did this thing in Bible school called soul, soul winning week. And we had this one gentleman that came, uh, just can you remember Andrew Metropolis, remember him? And then there was a. There was another guy, Dave Malkin, that came that taught Dr. Savelle how to soul win. And 
He had several, several others. And, and I remember this totally got me out of my comfort zone because I, 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 I wasn't much of confrontation or, or, or people. But this was really about getting me out of my comfort zone. And I remember we, they, they said, um, hey, we're going to go out on the streets and we're going we're gonna to witness and we're going to share the love of God. And I remember uh, going out into the streets and, and we went, it was, um, it was four of us, and we went down to a place, I don't know what they call it now, but it's off of Lancaster. Um, and it wasn't, it wasn't where the, the mission is, but I think they called it then the fire station park or, or something. I don't, I don't know what the name of it could be now. Um, but I remember, uh, going down there and it was four of us and, and we went down there and, and, uh, um, and someone came up to us and, and they said, um, they said, do you know where you are? The sun was going down and I was like, yeah, we're, you know, I was like, yeah, we're, we're just sharing the love of Jesus. Well, well, you know, someone last night got killed on that, that corner and, um, you know, it looks like that you might've got lost <laughs> and we are like, no, I was like, you know, I don't, I don't see color. I don't, it's to me, it's like, I, I mean, I'm just, I'm just want to love people. So it's like, but, but it was a step of faith. And so, so we, we, we go down there and, and we stayed out down there till I don't know, it was about, and it was, I knew it was around October or sometime and, and we walked down and I, and some of you might've heard me tell this story before, but came across this gentleman, his, his name was Loomis and he had, he had liquor in his hand in a, in a, in a, in a brown bag and, and we were talking and you could tell he had already been drinking for a bit and, and he, he was, he was in his twenties as a young guy. And, and so I go up and I talk to him and, and I said, do you, I was like, do you, do you know, and I'm so nervous, <laughs> I'm so nervous and I'm like. So, but, but all of a sudden when the Holy Spirit came on me, when life came on me, I turned into a different person. It was like, all of a sudden it was gone. And I remember, I remember uh, saying, just talking to him. And I said, I said, have you heard about Jesus? Do you know Jesus? And he's, I've heard about that religion stuff. I heard about that. And that's, yeah, my mama wants me to go to church and, and all that. But I, I don't, I, that stuff, they just, they just want my money. They just want, they just want all that. I've never seen, you know, it's, you know, I'm tired of it. And, and this, and he's like, why are you talking to me? He goes, I don't even, I don't even, I don't even like white people. And I'm like, I'm like, well, um, I'm like, okay. And I have another story <laughs> where uh, I have another story. I was talking to someone and, and I, all of a sudden I was got bold and I started putting down Islam and, and all of a sudden the guy rose and he, he goes, you're stepping in my backyard now. And I'm going, Oh, <laughs> I was like, I need to know a little bit more about Jesus. <laughs> and uh, it was like that seven sons of Skiva. Well, I'm going <laughs> to take off. <laughs> and, and, uh, and so, so anyway, I'm talking to him, but, but it's the love of God came over me. The love of God came over me and, and I said, I said, Loomis, I said, God loves you. I said, I love you. I said, now I said, let's make a deal. I said, just, I said, I said, can I pray for you? I said, I said, if, if, if you send something different than when I pray for you, will you receive my Jesus today? And he goes, yeah, 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 whatever. Yeah, whatever. Dolores, can you come here? I took him by the hand and, and I, 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 I placed my just hand on his shoulder and I just looked at him and he, he knew the religious thing to do. He just put his head down <laughs> and I said, I said, father, make 
make yourself real to him. Joseph, come here. Stand behind, stand behind her. You see, I, I didn't pray anything loud. I didn't, I didn't do anything monster. didn't lay hands strongly or try to knock someone over. And here, a man that didn't know, didn't care about Jesus, didn't like me. And he, he opened his eyes and he jumped back. He goes, what'd you do to me? And, and the thing is, is he was bawling, crying. Didn't pray any long prayer, nothing like that. All I did was, was realize at that moment, I just released the life of God into him. I didn't know then what I know now. And, and the thing is, 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 is you don't know. See, the spirit of God can do so much more than you can do. I wish I had time today just just shake hands with every single one of you. And I, I, I'm not doing this to be a problem. I'm doing this by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. I, I'm not taking pride. We'll see what I can do. I can just do this and make her fall over and see because God's in me. And, and see, that's not, that's not, that's not, the, the, you, you sense the life of God is here. This isn't a prideful thing. This is a humbling thing. This is, and the thing is, is it, it's a move of God happening in here. So you can, so you can just take your hand to someone in Walmart. And the thing is, is you do that, you see all of a sudden you're going to get a word of knowledge and you're going to be able to speak life into that person. And the next thing you know, they're going to be like, how'd you know that? Just like that woman at the well. You must be a prophet. No, I'm just a Christian. That I love people and the life of God has changed me. I'm so glad that we're a church that's known for faith, church that's known for prosperity, church that's known for winning, but I believe we're stepping to season. We're going to be a church that's known for the power and the life of God. Give me a shout of praise this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Just place your hand on the person on your left and your right. Father, we just release life into each other today. It's the life that's in us. It's in us. It's just in you. It's in you. It's not something that you have to do. It's not something that you have to become. It's just something that you are. It's the life of God is in you. The life of God is in you. The life of God is in you. It's in you. It's in you. It's in you. It's in you. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you that you meet us at the point of our need today. And I thank you as hands are being laid on each person today. I thank you that darkness is being eradicated. I thank you that miracles are manifesting. I thank you that confusion is leaving. I thank you that hope is rising. I thank you, Father, that the Spirit of God is speaking. I thank you that wisdom of God that comes from above is peaceable. So I thank you that wisdom is dropping into hearts. Hallelujah. And Lord, as we hear, we obey. Hallelujah. As we obey, we will see. Thank you, Father, that great things happen today because we were in your presence. Great things happen today because of your word. Great things happen because we will walk out of this place and release the life of God into our sphere of influence. Hallelujah. Give him a shout of praise today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Thank you, Father. God is good. God is good.